You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Now stay tuned for a song by Data Rock. The song is called Fa Fa Fa.
change your face, Dana? It is a beard, Geordie. A fine, full, dignified beard. One which commands respect and projects thoughtfulness and dignity. Well, opinions? It's, um, very different. When I stroke the beard thusly, do I not appear more intellectual? Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Campus Beat here at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston. My name is Dinah Jansen. I'm your host. I'm in studio today with Francine Barish, geospatial data librarian, and Sarah Bartlett, Open Scholarship Services intern at Queen's University Library. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate your time. Tell us about yourselves and your respective roles at uh, the Queen's University Library. So this is Francine speaking. My I'm the geospatial data librarian as well as the liaison librarian for geography and planning. And I'm here today uh, on account of my role as the day-to-day organizing committee member. So um, I'm on that committee as well. My role within the library is a bit of an amalgam. I do a a number of things with Open Scholarship Services right now. And um, I've only been in this position for four months. Uh, My term ends in August, so I'm really glad to be a part of this planning committee. Now, what is Open Scholarship Services? That's a good question. (laughs) Open Scholarship Services, uh, we're a unit in the library, and often we're dealing with a lot of services that are somewhat discipline agnostic. So if you're interested in scholarly publishing or working with government information or maps, you don't necessarily have to be associated with a particular department or discipline These are services that are cross-discipline, and we're often uh, serving a lot of community members as as well Mm -hmm. in our role as open open scholarship services. So it includes data services, scholarly communications. Um, We have our government information specialist, myself, geospatial data, as well as we work with our our copyright specialist. And uh, as an intern, what skills are you picking up while you're there? I'm relatively new to libraries. I'm currently a master's student at Western doing their Master's of Library and Information Sciences program. So the skills that I'm picking up here lay somewhat outside of my uh, formal education. So pretty much everything I'm doing is is new and a, a completely new learning opportunity. Learning about scholarly publishing as well as like copyright. I've learned so much since I, since I started at uh, Queen's and just really pretty much everything I've done has been been an excellent learning experience. Thank you, Sarah. Now, Sarah has also reached out to us because uh, coming up at Queen's University is Queen's University Day-to-Day. What is Queen's University Day-to-Day? What's this big event? So Day-to-Day is an event that is coming up on May 2nd, and it's an event that allows us to highlight the ways and raise awareness of the work that researchers are doing and raise awareness of the way that researchers manage their data and make it accessible and reusable by the wider research community. So it's really about 
getting researchers in a room together, hearing about the data that's being created at Queen's, but also preparing for some mandates that are going to be coming from the tri-agency that will require researchers uh, to uh, do some data management, deposit their data, under this idea that data is a public good and that publicly funded research, the data that comes from publicly funded research also be a public good and, and be available for all. Okay. And now this is, I understand, the fifth year uh, for Data Day. How has it evolved over the last few years? Yes. So Data Day has evolved in a number of ways over the past five years. Within the library community, uh, there's a sense that the mandates from the tri-agencies are coming. And when those mandates come, it's going to be a requirement that all researchers are thinking about data deposit, data management planning. And about five years ago, uh, we started thinking about how are we supporting researchers at Queen's uh, to prepare for this. And um, when I first started at Queen's, it was actually about five years ago, I was working with a research data working group and that had members um, from ITS and URS And Data Day came about as a a jointly sponsored event to raise awareness for research that's happening on campus, different types of researcher created data. And I think every year it's just grown and grown. And every year we're getting closer to the draft statement of principles being a true mandate. Okay. So tell us about this year's event, especially the keynote speaker. Yeah, so... Jeff Moon is actually a former OSS team member who is currently on secondment with Portage. So uh, Jeff had an important role supporting uh, data services, research data management for Queen's researchers. And this opportunity with Portage came up and he's currently uh, the director of Portage. And that is a national research data management initiative which developed in preparation for these mandates that are coming. And Portage was launched in 2015, and it's really attempting or it's delivering nationally coordinated RDM services and infrastructure Mm -hmm. to respond to needs. So the idea is that we're all going through this at institutions, and we're not going to be expected to build an infrastructure on our own. It's something we're all dealing with together Mm -hmm. and the fact that we have someone as instrumental to that national initiative speaking at the event and someone who is in fact based at Queen's is a really exciting element of of this year's day-to-day. So what panels are taking place, panels and presentations, what's in store for the event, uh, the day-to-day event this May? This year's day-to-day event is going to be uh, a conference-style event. So it's taking place, it's starting with a coffee at 8.30, and it's going to be taking place sort of right up until lunchtime between 1 and 2. We're going to have a networking lunch. Mm -hmm. And we've got two panels this year. So one of the highlights every year is our researcher experience panel. So this is an opportunity where we have researchers talking talking about dealing with data every day, the data uh, that, that they're working with in their projects, the working product, the finished product, 
disseminating their results. And we hear from a variety of researchers. This year, uh, we've got representation from linguistics, the business school, uh, we've got education, and also um, geology and biology. So there's a whole lot of interesting data being created, and it's interesting to hear um, what challenges current researchers are facing and what services they may or may not be aware of at, at Queen's that they could be utilizing. Mm -hmm. So that leads to our services panel, which is hoping to raise awareness for some of the services that we're offering uh, at Queen's. So it's a Queen's services-centric panel, and we've got, um, we've got representation from University Research Services, um, we've got the Center of Advanced Computing, um, we've got some representation from the library speaking to the services that, that we've established in the library as well as uh, the Associate Vice Principal of Information and um, VP Research. So it's a lot going on for day to day. It's a mm -hmm. lot of excitement. Um, so the services panel will really speak to where are the areas where you can store your data? Who would you speak to if you wanted to speak to someone? What types of infrastructure are being developed in the future mm -hmm. um, that we may be able to leverage? What exists now? Mm -hmm. What are some of the strengths and weaknesses of what already exists and why are we developing anything in the first place? Um, so there's a, a researcher experience element to the day, but also talking about the services, the services themselves that are offered. And I've of course should mention our keynote speaker, Jeff Moon from Portage, who will be talking about his part in the national initiative and, and what's coming down from the pipeline from the tri-agency. Okay. Sarah, um, please. <laughs> um, I think I think this uh, services panel, especially for current or prospective graduate students, is one of the one of the great parts of day to day because as a young or early career researcher, I don't think people are necessarily aware of all the services that are offered at the library. I for sure didn't. Um, as someone who has been in school for a while and you know is doing research on a fairly regular basis, like it's very hard to know all of the services that are offered all the time. Mm -hmm. and we're not always aware of um, the research that's going on around us either. So I think being exposed to what the university library can offer you as well as um, how people are currently using those services is mm -hmm. a real is a real treat and definitely um, very important for early career young researchers or graduate students or people who are currently engaged in research in any capacity or thinking about doing so. I'd like to pick up on that. Uh, tell me, as a young researcher, you, you mentioned earlier master's program. Mm -hmm. uh, so what services do you find to be the most helpful for you as you're managing the data related to your own research? Um, I'm currently not collecting any data for, for research, but I think one of the most valuable resources that you have at a university or an institution, like a learning institution at all, is the people around you. So mm -hmm. I think getting um, acquainted with your uh, liaison librarians or, for example, data services librarians at your institution is perhaps the most valuable thing you can do because even if you're not aware of the services offered, those people can put you in touch with either someone else who can give you services that you need or um, can can put you on the right track. So mm -hmm. even if you're not aware of what's available, mm -hmm. they can help you find out. And give you the tools that you need in order to find what it is that you're looking for, but also manage 
all of that stuff once it's actually been found and how to consolidate that, let alone use it. <laughs> exactly. It's it's hard to know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a value add of a of library services for sure, for certain. Thank you very much. So with the upcoming event in May, why might faculty, staff, researchers, uh, undergraduate and graduate students, and maybe even community members, why would they find Data Day particularly interesting and why should they go? Francine? There are a number of reasons why one would attend Data Day. There are learning opportunities both surrounding the services, which we've just alluded to, but also hearing from researchers and the work that's being done at Queen's. Mm -hmm. So for example, in our research experience panel, we're gonna be talking, uh, we're gonna have a presentation from uh, Anastasia Real, who is working on a linguistics corpora, and that is essentially a big collection or database of the way language is spoken. So. The Wolf Island text corpora, there might be people who are interested in hearing about that from the context of, well, how is a corpora a piece of data and how would I manage that? Mm-hmm. But there are aspects where people might be curious to what aspects of Wolf Island dialect are unique and why is there a Wolf Island corpora? Why is that important? Why is, why is research being done in that area? Hmm. Those sorts of analogies could be made for most of our panel where there is the topic that they're studying, which is really interesting. And then there's conceiving that that is a data project. And often our researcher researcher experience panels open our minds to what is even considered data, mm-hmm. considering the, the transcript of this interview as, as data. So just opening opening people's minds. So anyone who's interested in hearing about a variety of research at Queen's, uh, anyone who is a researcher who might be wondering, oh, there's something coming down the pipeline and I don't know anything about this. I don't know how to prepare and maybe I should think about this before it's actually required. Right now it's strongly suggested. So it's something that researchers should already be thinking about even even though it's not required. It's a good networking opportunity. And I should also mention that there's lunch. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> Students will appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Lunch, lunch to boot. So, you know, I encourage, I encourage people to participate regardless of whether they're able to attend for the entire day and, and to register in any case, even if it's really just one aspect of the day that's interesting to them. Okay. And following up with that, how does one register for this event? So to find out about our event, there are two really straightforward ways. The first one, you're going to laugh. Google Queen's University Data Day 2018. Chuckle, chuckle. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's crazy. Sometimes you find things on Google. Um, But on our library homepage, library.queensu.ca, when you scroll down the page, there's a news and events section, and Data Day is featured on the front page of our, our library homepage. Okay. Those are the quickest and easiest ways without uh, uh, reading out a really long URL that I imagine would be tricky to, to follow on the radio. Okay. <laughs> is there a fee associated with the registration? It is a free event. Totally free. Totally free. For everybody. For everybody. Wow. And there's food. <laughs> and there's and there's food. If and you're on the fence, that is that is the selling point. If you're thinking about going but you're not quite sure, there's going to be a lot of food. 
So, and that's one of the reasons we ask for registration, just so we can appropriately. You know, we don't want anyone to go hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And you also don't want to have a lot of food left over. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's a good opportunity to just chat with people in the research community, whether whether it's genealogical research you're you're doing in the library as a community member Mm -hmm. or seismic research that you're storing your data in the center of advanced computing and, and your parents wouldn't understand what your project was about you know, without a lot of care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when and where is the event itself? Yes, it's next Wednesday, May 2nd, in the 1966 Reading Room in Douglas Library. Um, we're opening it up at 8.30 uh, for registration. Um, we're going to have some coffee and tea and I think light refreshments, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And then the event starts at 9 with our uh, welcome and opening remarks from Martha Whitehead, who is the Vice Provost uh, in Digital Planning and University Librarian. Okay. And uh, more information can be found at library.queensu.ca. And how do people get in contact with you if they want to get involved or or, uh, would like to be a part of it maybe next year? Absolutely. Any questions, um, there is a contact link. There's a contact link on the event webpage, and the email provided there is open.scholarship.services at queensu.ca. So feel free to email that directly, and that's also available on the event page. Well, thank you very much to uh, Francine Barish, who is the geospatial data librarian. And Sarah Bartlett, the Open Scholarship Services intern here at Queen's University Library. We appreciate your time. Thanks for telling us all about Queen's University Data Day, and good luck with your event. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Say goodbye, Data. Goodbye, Data. (laughs) Was that funny? Accessing. Huh. Burns and Allen. Roxy Theater, New York City, 1932. It still works. Then there was the one about the girl in the nudist colony that nothing looked good on. We're ready to get underway, sir. Take my wharf, please. <laughs>